Hello, Cryptonast. Today we are recording for December 4th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright, Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating with me or becoming a sponsor, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 top yield farming pools by, by value? No, let's do by market cap. By market cap. Alright, top yield farming coins by market cap. With number one, Synthetics Network Token with a market cap of $1.8 billion. Number two, Aave with a market cap of $1.4 billion. Number three, Uniswap with a market cap of $1.3 billion. Number four, Yearn Finance, Yearn.Finance with a market cap of $1.1 trillion. Number five, Compound with a market cap of $791.5 million. Number six, Sushi with a market cap of $599 million. Number seven, Balancer, with a market cap of $219.6 million. Number eight, Curve Dow Token, with a market cap of $148.4 million. Number nine, Alpha Finance, with a market cap of $83.2 million. And number 10, DeFi.Money, with a market cap of $81.6 $81.6 million. Alright, that is your top 10 top yield farming coins by market cap. Your overall total market is at $1.115 trillion, up by 4.4%. Beautiful, beautiful. Alright, Crypto Nuts, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Shayua Malwa. Pakistan moves to legalize Bitcoin as economy tumbles. A state assembly in Pakistan passed a resolution this week demanding laws for cryptocurrency ownership and Bitcoin mining, tweeted Zia Ula Bangash, an advisor to the government on Wednesday. We appeal the central government to carefully consider our proposal for legalizing cryptocurrency, the resolution read. KP Assembly passes resolution regarding cryptocurrency and crypto mining demanding federal government to take steps to legalize in Pakistan. The motion was passed by various advisors and ministers and addressed the chief minister of uh, Khyber Pakhtun. Oh man, how do you say that? Pak. Pak. Province, a mountainous region in the north and northern Pakistan. It was signed unanimously, meaning the resolution was not met with any backlash or opposition from other parliament members. Beautiful, beautiful. Pakistan, beautiful. Love it. Next news, read by Shayua Malwa. One million ETH gets locked up in Ethereum 2.0. A million ETH have found their way to the smart contracts of Ethereum 2.0 four days after the protocol successfully launched its beacon chain as per on-chain explorer service Etherscan. The amount is currently worth over $600 million and would reward stakers in the future when other phases are launched. 
and the stake amounts open up for withdrawals. However, the annual yields on these stake funds remain unspecified as of today. The locked up ETH is part of the Ethereum's multi-phase move towards proof-of-stake protocol away from its current proof-of-work design. Such a shift would allow Ethereum to become a faster, low-fee, and more scalable blockchain. The much-awaited uh, staking launch was initially met by a poor response with only 50,000 ETH coming in from the first week and 3,200 uh, ETH of that coming from Ethereum's creator Vitalik Buterin himself. But the Ethereum army piled on in the last few days on December 1st deadline, pushing the deposits over the minimum required 524,000 ETH. This did, however, require some extra help from Wales' Celsius Network. Yes, I'm telling you, Celsius Network, a landing protocol claimed to fork up to 25,000 ETH towards the Ethereum 2.0 cause, along with other large token holders and crypto funds. Beautiful. Celsius, Celsius, thank you, thank you, thank you. Next news written by Scott Chiplina. Darknet markets made more money than ever in 2020. Darknet markets have surpassed their 2019 revenue this year with a month to spare, according to a report published by Chainalysis yesterday. Darknet markets have always commanded great interest in the crypto community, first sparked by the infamous Silk Road, which plagued Bitcoin's reputation during its uh, formative years. Silk, Ro Silk Road might seem like a dis distinct memory but by now, but Darknet markets have persisted, and while the number of markets appear to be on the decline, those that remain are making more money than ever before. Side note, just in case you cryptonauts out there, you new cryptonauts out there don't know what Silk Road is, back in the days, Silk Road was... Uh, the, the 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 dark market for 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 Bitcoin. Bitcoin, I think, was yeah, pretty sure Bitcoin was the only to, uh, cryptocurrency out there. So Silk Road was a way to buy pretty much anything illegal. <laughs> it's pretty much what it was, anything illegal. Um, it was later found that found by the FBI that there's a lot of legal trading going on on Silk Road and was later shut down. So yeah, with that said, next news written by Liam Frost. Ethereum transactions volumes hits $41 billion in November. Wow. Wow. November has been a turbulent month for Ethereum's decentralized application as all public attention was riveted to the long-awaited launch of Ethereum 2.0. On one hand, the total value locked in dApps surged by more than $13 billion. On the other hand, users' activity declined in comparison to October, according to DAP Radar monthly report published yesterday. Per the report, while the TVL surpassed $13 billion, it was it was in big part due to the price volatility of Ethereum and other altcoins. The adjusted TVL amounted to around $11 billion in November. Ethereum transactions volume increased by 1,784% year-on-year, but that but have dropped by 12% since October, amounting to over $41 billion. Decentralized finance platforms were, were responsible for 99% of this volume. Simultaneously, the price of ETH tokens reached its highest level this year, rising to nearly $600, $600 by the end. $600? Oh, yeah, yeah. By $600 by the end of November. However, despite the positive backlash on the, e on the eve of ETH 2.0 launch, gas prices remained a major network issue for Ethereum, averaging around 55 GUI, the report noted. So GUI, if you don't know, is the, uh, the gas needed to, to, tr to make a transaction on the Ethereum blockchain. So, good. All right. Namely, namely, the popular DeFi platform Zero Finance partnered or merged with several other products in the space, including SushiSwap, Acropolis, Cover, Cream, and Pickle. The operator asserted that the merge might result in increased activity within the category in the future. Technical vulnerabilities proved to be another pain point of DeFi, 
undermining confidence in the sector security as Decrypt has noted several DeFi products have become victims of hackers recently, including Pickle Finance that was hacked for $20 million and Value DeFi hacked for $6 million. And such flash attacks will only get worse, experts warned. Be very careful. Be very careful where you put your money. All right. Next news written by Liam Frost. The U.S. won't ban Bitcoin, says OCC's Brian Brooks. Speaking with CNBC's Squawk Box today, Brian Brooks, acting comptroller of the currency in the U.S. and former chief legal officer at Coinbase, somewhat debunked recent rumors that the Treasury's plan to introduce some new undisclosed crypto regions. Quote, We're very focused on getting this right. We're very focused on not killing this. And it is equally important that we develop the networks behind Bitcoin and other cryptos as we prevent it, prevent money laundering and terrorism financing, says Brian Brooks, OCC. Squawk Box's Melissa Lee cited a series of tweets published by Coinbase's CEO Brian Armstrong recently in which he said that we heard rumors that the U.S. Treasury and Secretary, uh, Secretary Mnuchin were planning to rush out some new regulations regarding self-hosted crypto wallets before the end of his term. Last week, we heard that the U.S. Treasury and Secretary Mnuchin were planning to rush some new regulations regarding self-hosted crypto wallets before the end of his term. Why do they do that? Why do, why do they double copy and paste it? Whatever. Uh, quote, we're very focused on getting this right. What? What the heck? Who wrote this? Liam Frost. It was. It's literally like copy and paste twice. Anyways, next news. Written by, oh, who's this? This is a new person. Boaz Sobrado. While Cuba is primed for Bitcoin adoption. Cuba is having one of the worst years in recent memory, but as a consequence, a perfect storm is brewing on the island nation with regards to Bitcoin adoption. Cubans live under a high level of financial censorship as well as rampant inflation. Meanwhile, their access to foreign currency has been heavily curtailed this year due to COVID and U.S. sanctions. This has increased the appeal of cryptocurrencies, many of which as censorship-resistant store of value. The usefulness of censorship-resistant technology may not be clear to people living in in advanced economies, but it is perfectly clear to Cubans. Cuba is a country where people live under oppression financial censorship. This is partly due to the communist government, which has strict rules on how private businesses can operate and what people can do with their money. But it is also due to censorship imposed by the American embargo, which makes doing international transactions nearly impossible for ordinary Cubans. Just recently, the Trump administration announced measures that would force Western Western Union to seize operation in Cuba this month, making it nearly impossible for millions of Cuban Americans to send remittances back home. This measure comes at the worst possible time. The Cuban economy is expected to to contract by uh, 8% in 2020 on the back of an already weak performance in 2019. COVID-19 has put a dent into two important industries, tourism and remittances. Havana's airport was closed from March until November. Remittances uh, flows from the U.S. to Cuba dropped by approximately 50% from $6 billion in 2019 to $3 billion in 2020. Wow. So what are they going to do? For these reasons, it may be a, a great irony of the 21st century that one of the first countries with widespread adoption of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies could be a communist country where the average car is older than the average person. Wow, 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 wow. Next news written by Matthew DiSalvo. Citigroup CEO, we're helping governments create digital currencies. Citigroup's CEO today said in an interview with the central bank digital currency are inevitable and revealed that the multinational uh, is helping governments around the world develop them. 
We've been working with governments around the world in terms of the creation of uh, commercialization of them, and I think that's inevitable that it will be coming. Michael Corbett, who, is, who has been Citigroup's CEO since 2012, told Bloomberg's David uh, Rubenstein. Corbyn didn't go further into speaking about how Citigroup was helping governments develop sovereign digital currencies, better known as central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. Representatives for Citigroup did not immediately respond to Decrypt's request for comment. All right, next news. Written by Jose Antonio Lance. Bitcoin's fevers cools as price dips. Crypto markets shed $9 billion. After a brief episode of Bitcoin euphoria and an all-time high price, the crypto markets is on is on the come down day. Come down today. The top 10 crypto assets by market cap registered losses today ranging from a minimum of 2.23% for Bitcoin Cash to about 9.6% for Ripple's XRPs. All in all, the crypto market has lost around $9 billion, billion in the last 24 hours. But despite the correction, Bitcoin investors are still in good shape. With the coins trading sideways inside a steep bullish channel for the last five days, the equilibrium started with the rise of November 30th and the correction the following day. Bitcoin is currently trading right now around $19,000. And while it's not all all-time high, hodlers are still likely to feel pretty good about a 162% increase year-to-date. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Love it. All right, next news written by Jeff Benson. Crypto's new villain. Meet legal scholar behind the Stable Act. Rohan Gray, the legal scholar who helped draft the con- controversial stablecoin stable tethering and banking license enforcement Stable Act with Congresswoman Rashida Talib, wants you to know that he cares about the anonymous digital currency digital cash but he's not about to give a free pass to those who believe he uh, believes he believes pose a synthetic risk to the u.s monetary system gray an assistant professor at willamette university college of law has worked with rep talib to draft major financial regula- regulatory reform bills including the public banking act which was introduced in late october and the automatic boost to communities act a COVID emergency cash relief plan to, that directed the treasury to invest in open source self-hosted digital wallet capable of handling anonymous transactions their latest collaboration is the stable act among other things the proposed legislation would require the issuers of the stablecoin digital asset designed to hold their value to get a banking charter as well as approve approval from the federal reserve and fdic stablecoin stablecoins uh, issuers would also have to be FDIC insured or keep adequate reserves. Okay, scrolling on down. Quote, every single time it's, oh, deposits are different from banknotes. Banknotes are different from checks. Checks are different from mobile money. Mobile money is different from mobile market, a money market, mutual funds. The The time and again pattern is that actors who don't understand their own history and don't understand the system systemic implications of what they're doing downplay the risk of what they're doing until there is a moment of crisis and at that moment they come with a handout asking to have public support in the name of the interest of the consumer in other words a bailout the way you address this gray said is to have government support and recognize that acquisition deposits that function as money are an extension of the public monetary system and need to be regulated as such okay well guess you got a point there not argue with that not really i mean can i argue that i guess i don't know i don't know that's i gotta look more into that 
Anyways, next news written by Alexander Behrens. A new fund exposes Canada's traditional investors to Ethereum. Canadians will soon have a new way to get their growth on Ethereum, but it disappeared on December 10th. Canada-based uh, 3IQ Corps announced on Thursday that Canadian reg regulators have approved a prospectus for the Ether Fund, opening the door for more traditional investors to gain exposure to Ethereum in their portfolios. The Ether Fund initial sale will offer its, sh its shares until 10, 10 December, offering Canadian investors just one week to buy shares for what could be a profitable profitable holding should crypto markets price continue their climb shares purchased within this period will determine the initial size of the fund which won't be which will which won't be able to issue additional shares after the date the ether fund offers shares <coughs> for sales that represent ownership in a managed fund tracking the value of the ethereum controlled by 3iq likely the existing bitcoin fund investors will be able to buy and sell shares of the ether fund on the toronto stock exchange under the symbol qeth.u see all right yeah next news ran by jeff Benson. still bullish microstrategies buys another 50 million dollars in bitcoin according to the according to the sac filing from uh from today business intelligent company microstrategy has bought 2754 bitcoins at 19,427 dollars each worth a total of 50 million dollars ceo michael saylor confirmed the purchase on twitter microstrategy has purchased approximately 2574 bitcoins worth 50 million dollars in cash in accordance with its treasury reserve policy at an average price of approximately 19,427 dollars per bitcoin we now hold approximately 40,824 bitcoins wow the publicly held company famously invested 250 million dollars and the token in, in early August, grabbing 21,454 Bitcoin when the price was in $11,700 range. It funneled another $175 million in Bitcoin in September 14th, picking up 16,796 Bitcoin when the price for the token dipped around $10,700. Wow. Man, that is awesome. All right, next news, written by Will Gutzengen. Digital currency is in Congress' annual defense bill. Congress is finishing up its negotiations surrounding the National Defense Authorization Act for 2021 fiscal year before the bill is set to appear before both the House of Representatives and Senate. The NDAA is a massive bill passed annually that includes budget authorizations for the Department of Defense. The final draft this year bill includes the improving laundering laws and increasing comprehensive information tracking of criminal activity in shell holding acts. The act focuses largely on bolstering the government's efforts in the realm of AML and CFT, or anti-money laundering, and countering the financial uh, financing of terrorism. And, it's brought us, and it broadens its, the definition of coins and currencies to include digital currencies being used for illicit activities. Quote, it is simply too easy in the United States for criminals to hide behind anonymous shell companies, said Senator Doug Jones. One of the bill's co-sponsors, our bipartisan bill, gives the American law enforcement and national security officials the tools they need to fight back against the criminals that seek to exploit our financial system and fund their illegal activities. Tucked into Section 308 of the, of the Act is a crucial update to the way that currencies are defined, at least within the scope of the document. In one instance, the act says that the word funds should be should be swapped out for currency fund or value that the substitute for the currency or fund. Let's see, scrolling on down. Uh, 
therefore, if the very dangerous and unfamiliar Section 230 is not completely terminated as part of the National Defense Authorization Act, I will be forced to un unequivocally veto the bill when the Senate, to the to the very beautiful uh, resolute desk, take take back America now. Thank you, Donald J. Trump. Trump loyalists like Lindsey Graham have tried to smudge the revision into the bill, but for now, the majority of the con uh, Congress people, um, both the left and the right, are refusing the fold. All right. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. House Financial Services Chair Biden repeal OCC crypto rules. As the outing Trump administration gives way to the incoming Biden administration, legislators from both parties are sending signals to the president-elect about their expectations on everything from political appointments to legislative priorities. 15-term Congresswoman, 15-term Congresswoman Maxine Waters. Who, uh, who chairs the House of Financial Service, Services Committee is getting in on the act, and her opinion could indicate the direction of the future of cryptocurrency regulations. In a letter to the President-elect Biden today, the chairwoman stated, your appointed officials at the Office of the Comptroller of Currency must also not assume, as their predecessor, predecessors have, that the law Congress passed over 150 years ago somehow gives them authority to, pro to provide a national bank charter to non-bank fintech or, or payment companies. Scrolling on down. Uh, that effort has bled into the region of acting comptroller Brian Brooks, who's, uh, who, whom President Trump recently nominated for a full five-year term. Uh, let's see. Under Brooks' leadership, for instance, the OCC has issued guidance that national banks can take custody of client crypto assets. It has also stated that the national banks can hold stablecoin reserves for customers. Uh, Rep. Waters recommended that both policies be uh, rescinded. The OCC has additionally proposed rules changes that would prevent national banks from discriminating against money services businesses such as crypto firms, but also oil and gas companies. All right. Last news of the day. Bitcoin, too volatile to be store of value. Steve Forbes. According to Steve Forbes, Bitcoin's price has actually benefited the, from FUD about monetary policies. The biggest booster of the Bitcoin boom is the fear that the Federal Reserve and other central banks are printing too much money, Forbes said, said today on his YouTube show, What's Ahead. But while investors have looked to Bitcoin as a store of value, the two-time uh, Republican president, presidential candidate said he's instead hitching his wagon to gold. Though he's not trained, not a trained economist, Forbes grew up with money. His father, his father, entrepreneur Malcolm Forbes, established the eponymous Forbes magazine that the younger Forbes now runs. Uh, Steve doesn't think Bitcoin is the right investment for keeping the family fortune. Uh, steak one day, dog food the next. Filet the day after that, he said, the Bitcoin's ever-changing price. Bitcoin remains too volatile to be on a long-term store of value like gold has traditionally done, he told listeners. Moreover, he said, Bitcoin's arbitrary supply limit will severely hinder its future usefulness. Further, he suggested that the qualities were somehow different with gold. When you see the dollar price of gold fluctuate, what you're seeing is really the value of the dollar itself changing. That's one way of looking at it. He also said that the supply of gold increases about 2% each year on average thanks to mining output, making it rare but not too rare, though he didn't mention that the supply of gold on Earth is not. In fact, infinite will will eventually hit its limit, just as the supply of Bitcoin will, concluded Forbes. As Bitcoin evolves, it may well become the new gold, but that day is not yet here. 
one might say that they will be golden for Bitcoin. With that said, Cryptonauts, that's all our crypto news of the day. With that said, I greatly appreciate you all listening, and I hope to see you on the next episode. With that said, adios.